The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM in Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm not Michael Dow. I am <laughs> our engineer uh, genre, and uh, I'm joined by Mike. Oh, hello. Yes, that's me now. <laughs> Sue Timberlake. Hey there. And uh, Mr. Flightman from the... Uh, from the Gazette, basically. Uh, doctor, actually. Doctor. Sorry, I'm sorry. Well, good evening. Good <laughs> evening. <laughs> Whoever I am. Esteemed <laughs> guest, we, I can't believe we got you here for this, this show, so yeah, thank you so much for coming in. Esteemed guest. <laughs> steamed. Very esteemed. Yeah, actually, it is a little muggy down here in the basement it, of Valley it, Free Radio. It, it is. It's almost like all this radio equipment puts out a lot of heat. That's, but, you know. that's crazy. It's not us yeah. that puts what out the hot air. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, just so everybody knows, before before we get started, uh, we love to hear from you. Uh, I am doing hosting duties today, so I'm not going to be able to check the computer as much as possible. But please email us, email us, hmm. civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. You can also find us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter. That's at civilpoliticsfm. And you can go on civilpoliticsradio.com and you'll be able to find our previous episodes and uh, links to how to subscribe to the podcast. And the special dedicated Google search you created using our trusted news sources. I almost forgot about that. So we do have a uh, link on there for... for our trusted news services, that's what we try to use uh, when we're trying to source things and try to figure out what what is real in this world today. <laughs> and we all agreed, which is really important, because yes. it was a it was a process. It of was a long even process. the Republican. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> we have. Um, yeah. So if you click on the trusted sources on the on the site, then you'll be able to see all the websites and all the papers and everything that we that we use to make our points. Um, just, and like Sue said, we all agreed on these, these sites for opinion, for hard news, for international news, things like that. And there is a dedicated Google search that you can use for just specifically those sites. So please have fun with it. Use it. It's great. Um, (laughs) so we are doing something a little bit different tonight because we have Dr. Flightman here. Two Uh, Republicans, two two Republicans. (laughs) Mike, you're getting outnumbered. It's a nice change. <laughs> Though if I seem a little punchy tonight, I actually did have to have a cracked molar extracted earlier. So About two hours ago? Uh, Four hours ago. I think I'm okay, but, you know, if the Vicodin kicks in or something like that and I start to, you know, look like Hugh Laurie in House or whatever, you know, then you'll know. <laughs> oh. Now, that isn't because Democrats are grinding their teeth at night a lot these days, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that it's anything... And we're off to the races. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's more than usual, uh, but yeah, it might be. I mean, after all, there's a lot to grind one's teeth about, so... There but is. I'll, I'll let genre host without me sort of doing that, so... <laughs> so, um, what, what we were talking about before the show was just your experiences, just starting out, your experiences as... Being a Republican um, in Western Massachusetts, that's and, something that... And a politically active one. And a politically yeah. active one at that. Um, could you tell us uh, what what you're doing right now um, with the with the Republican Party, if you're if you're doing anything like that, organizing or any events that you're that you're trying to do? Well, right now, uh, other than writing the uh, column in the Gazette, I'm not doing anything particularly involved. Um, about a year and a half ago, I finished the stint as um, the chairman of uh, a political action committee, which actually organized Republican activity through Hamden, Hampshire, and a lot of Franklin County. 
Um, but I was term limited out of that, which was just fine after five years. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. And um, you're like, does I it have, have to be five year terms? Really? Can it be less? <laughs> well, and, you're, you're uh, well it depends on how you know how uh, effective I was. If I wasn't effective, you wanted to be as long as possible. That's true. Um, <laughs> I was I, thinking about it from your perspective. <laughs> and actually, I'm, I've just gotten recruited to run for the um, state committee of the Republican Party. Out really, of this that's district. interesting. So, Nice. Are you announcing tonight that you're... <laughs> oh, gee, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> I think you I just did. I guess I am. <laughs> I think you're... World exclusive. <laughs> Republican State Committee. Very nice. You the... got my vote. Wait. <laughs> oh, no. No, you can't vote. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, the, uh, you... Uh, sorry, what was the position? But I got you're... a lot of people in the graveyard. No, wait, no. That, I'm yeah, not supposed to say that out shush. loud. Um, so, uh, what was the position you... Republican State Committee. So, uh, you were going to... Uh, just be on the the committee, or is there a specific position? I'm sorry. I th- well, I in both state, both Democratic and Republican state mm-hmm. committees, um, which run their respective parties, are elected by state senate committee, state senate districts. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about the Democrats, but Republicans have a man and a woman um, that run from each senate district, and then you know comprise the committee, which basically makes the decisions on how the political I party see. runs. Yeah. Okay. Can I just highlight what he said? Please. Man and a woman. I remember a time in the state, I've told you guys off the air, but the Democrats uh, were a little slow to come forward. It was all male for a very long time. And Republicans very early on had both a woman and a man in those. So that, you know, when you go to the convention and the delegates and all that stuff is much more balanced gender wise. Just have to say that because it's That's important. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's really incredibly important. important And it's, and it's really great that that is a, uh, a hard and fast rule that, that, um, is, is built into how the the Democrats added it, um, within the last 20 years. Well, that's good. And I'm old, so I remember 20 years ago. (laughs) I remember 20 years ago. Uh, we had buggy whips, didn't we? And I uh, was your age twenty years ago. Good Actually, God. twenty-five years ago. Yeah. See, they didn't give you as much anesthesia as you thought. I <laughs> still remember twenty years ago. <laughs> um, so uh, another thing that was uh, really interesting was the um, the Better Angels group mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you that you were a part of. I there was an article in the Gazette, uh, a piece that you wrote about. Um, I think you said this is a call to arms. This is a recruitment. <laughs> well, that was <laughs> that was a little while ago to try to get people um, into it. Right. I think that was either at the beginning of January, beginning of February. January, um, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the national, you know, Better Angels. Well, you don't know. Maybe necessarily. It's Better I, Angels. Is I, I have no idea. Because Better Angels is. Well, yeah, uh, Sue was telling me about it, but I don't really remember anything, you know, so. <laughs> There's let's the go, anesthesia again. Yeah, yeah, that, no, I think that's usually our relationship right here. So, <laughs> so uh, let's you let's just what? go into that uh, generally, <laughs> and then we can go into the Western Neither of us is listening to, the, to each other either, so yeah. Um, Better Angels is a, a national organization that I think is um, headquartered either in Ohio or Indiana, it's some Midwestern state, um, who have... I think they were founded in 2016, if I remember correctly, and their goal is to try and reduce the political polarization polarization in the United States. And um, the avenue with which they do that, um, or one of the tools they use, is to set up these sessions, meetings. I don't know what word you want to use workshop, for it. Maybe. Yeah, I guess workshops are good. A yeah, good workshops word, good. Yeah. Um, in which they bring together uh, conservatives and liberals. Um, usually the sessions have seven active members of each group, and then there are about 15 observers who don't necessarily have to be evenly split. Uh, and then those groups go through a series of exercises during the day, which are primarily designed not to have one side convince the other, because that's never going to happen on particular issues, mm-hmm. but at least to have one side and the other side present their goals, their ideas, their attitudes in a, in a um, setting in which people are there to listen um, with the idea and uh, the hope that people will walk out of the room and be less likely to try and kill each other. That's um, always a good goal, I, I think. think it's a good yeah. goal. <laughs> less we succeeded murder? last yeah. Saturday when we did that, I think. And nobody died. Nobody died, um, thankfully. There were actually, some moments. There were a few moments, a little bit. Well, I thought actually most, for the most part, people were really well behaved. Yes. And given that this is Northampton, which is a particularly polarized community, um, it was really actually 
Yeah, seven Pretty Republicans good. and uh, six Republicans we had right and in six, six Democrats, Democrats, right? Yeah, and they had us have red and blue signs. They never said the word Democrat and Republican except from the very beginning. Yeah, yes. but we all knew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at everybody else's sign to see who they were. Yeah, who so are So they you? so they but the um let's say the people that were more on the liberal and more on the conservative side instead of just democrats and republicans it's just damn or were they all were was everybody a, a like part of the party um or were there people that were unenrolled that um, people didn't have to be part of the party um in these workshops but i'm i know that everybody was part of their respective parties in this particular um workshop mm-hmm because they and were recruited, right, by people in the party. Yeah, so what happened... So you recruited me. Yeah, so what happens um, was the regional organizer f- in, in New England, or at least in this part of New England for um, Better Angels, reached out and recruited me to be the conservative organizer and then recruited um, a woman named Wendy Robinson who was the um, blue organizer mm-hmm. and then we respectively went out and made as many contacts as we can to get um, the observers in place and to get the participants in place so you know I know I reached out to the people who I knew were Republicans and got them involved that's great and we had um, the fellow I drawn a blank on his name the head of the Republican Party here in Western Mass um, was it Joe Joe yeah. yeah yeah so it was it was pretty I mean it was not people that were wishy-washy I wouldn't say um, but we're willing to listen to others. So what kind of exercises did you do? Yeah, the ex- this is a, the second one I've been at. The first one, mm-hmm. the first um, of these workshops in New England um, was actually done in East Hampton probably about three or four or five months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was an observer at that one. And the exercises were the same between the two. So the um, first exercise in the morning was that the two groups, the Blues and the Reds, went off into their respective rooms and were asked the question, um, what stereotypes do you think the other side has of you? Uh, pick your favorite five between the group. Um, what favorite. What do you think was wrong with those? And was, it, was there or is there a kernel of truth in those stereotypes? And then after a period of time when the groups deliberated, they came back together and then... Um, shared those you know each group said you know presented what they thought the stereotypes of that group was Mm -hmm. um, by the other group Mm -hmm. so that was one exercise Um, the second exercise um, was an exercise in which each group was chaired in a central circle surrounded by the second group and then surrounded by the observers and asked the question um, what are the major values that um, your particular political persuasion um, feel is important and why do you think they're good um, for the United States um, and are there any weaknesses on your side uh, and the last of the exercises and this went all day you know this whole session this whole this workshop like a marathon I was it exhausted was, it, is a long, it is a long day <laughs> and the last of the sessions was if you had questions that you really wanted to ask the other side you know not gotcha questions but questions in which you don't really understand where the other side is coming from I have a bunch of um, those. <laughs> um, what questions would you ask? Um, and then you all got in a room and asked those questions hmm. um, of the other side. Um, there were breakout periods, you know, lunch and breaks in which um, folks could have informal conversations, which I actually found sometimes the most interesting. Yeah, I, I really um, enjoyed that, too. And then too. The observers could participate in those informal conversations but couldn't um, participate in the workshops. I felt bad for the observers because they really wanted to weigh in. You could tell they just they saved it till the breaks, because they were they had they weren't in it. The observers weren't uh, blue or red, were they? I think they had black. Didn't they have black tags? No, they were not specified. Yeah, so you didn't always know. But yeah, they were just dying to be involved. I can't believe sitting there all day listening to us. When I when I was an observer and my wife was an observer and then one in East Hampton. I mean, both of us really wanted to kill a couple of people in the room, but you know, we had to sit there <laughs> and um, and be quiet, yep, and mm-hmm. behave ourselves. So, was and it? Uh, sorry, to those those people were they um, causing a ruckus, or or were they just? Uh, um, were you just very? You wanted to make a, a, a counterpoint to them, or the observers? You mean? Uh, when you were observing, you said that they there were a couple people that you wanted to 
jump in and you, and you couldn't since you were just observing were were they were they causing a ruckus were they uh being disruptive i mean or or was it just um with being uh, knuckleheads yeah or or was it uh like uh opinions that that you vehemently disagreed with they were saying things which we thought um were remarkably um insulting and boneheaded <laughs> i like it yeah. <laughs> and and that's this is really designed to not do that it's really you're picking your own things that are stereotypes and the flaws in it and within your own group it's it's really it's more an observed you know it, it's very interesting it's a very interesting design i i found it sort of fascinating um, but i was exhausted well i have one more question before we uh before i um I think we move on to something else. Uh, did when you uh, went through these workshops, it, did you did you learn anything about the about the quote unquote other side? That was the last um, exercise. Wasn't did did you <laughs> like when you when you left? Did you have a a better sense of uh, how the disagreements arise or how the disagreements can can uh, can be better? Like was it was it helpful? Um, there were a couple of surprises. Um, that I actually took away from this, and they were and they were not what you actually would expect, um, you know. Because a lot of times, you, you know, you know what the positions are. You look at CNN, you know what somebody who's coming from the blue of side course. thinks. You always look at Fox, you know what somebody on the red side thinks. You know, you listen to enough talking heads, you know, you, you know. Um, but there were a few surprises that um, I had. Um, you want to hear those? Or? Uh, yeah, please, okay. uh, one or two. That would be yeah. great. So one of the big surprises that I had um, is um, a question that we asked the blue side uh, was, how did you process um, Hillary Clinton's deletion of 30,000 emails, destroying her hard drive, and destroying the Blackberries? Under I mean, subpoena. Under, while they were under subpoena. Well, under subpoena. So, so what did you think about that? And what surprised me was that... Um, Two out of uh, two thirds of the people who were in our group, who were in the blues, actually weren't even aware of that story. Um, they really? didn't know what it was. They really sort of didn't recognize uh, they it. They didn't recognize it. It wasn't actually part of their thought processes. And the third part of that group had a vague recollection of what it was, and you know he just sort of hemmed and hawed about he didn't know if it was pertinent or not. But they really weren't terribly aware of the story. Huh. And these are not stupid people. So what this actually means to me is this is sort of an expression of the differences in the media that we watch. Mm. Because this story, you know, about Hillary Clinton and emails and all the business was an enormous part of uh, the thought processes on our side, you know, particularly during the, the election. I mean, this was a major set of events. Um, to them, you know, the media that they were watching really wasn't talking about it, and they really weren't aware of it. So, you know, the degree of that difference um, was, an ex was, an, was a revelation. And some of the um, um, informal conversations I had um, with folks afterwards, you know, I also brought up the question of the lowest learner um, and her, you know, deposition in front of Congress, which again oh, was the a, IRS? Yeah. yeah. And, and which was a big issue. On a huge issue on the our side. The disappearance of all the um, And m most of the folks were, were oh, oh, sorry, yes. the which what? The, the, was that the uh, the IRS thing when uh, the... Yep, the 501c3s and yeah, the five... Actually, how, right. they, how, they, how, they, how they listed it and how they... How well, they, some uh, stuff disappeared from there, too. Some well, of the, it wasn't just that they, that they it was disappeared. Was it? Mm -hmm. But in terms of what happened with the IRS, they have to be approved by IRS in order to be able to participate during an election season. Right. And, and um, keep their tax-exempt status. That's part of it. Yeah. Well, that's correct. But yeah. you have to confirm the, the tax-exempt status in order to participate in the election. And mm -hmm. they were all um, back-pocketed. So all these conservative groups did not get approved by the IRS. That's right. Uh, and could not participate in the election. Um, and now, mm -hmm. this was a big deal to us. And then, of oh, course, yeah. she was in front mm -hmm. of Congress testifying about this and took the Fifth Amendment throughout her entire presentation. Yeah. Now, again, you know, we saw this. We saw the videos of her being in Congress. This was mm -hmm. all part of our media. Uh, yet, if you talk to somebody on the blue side, it's like, oh, yeah, I vaguely remember this. Who is Lois Lerner? Um, you know, the other side of the media really didn't report this story. And so, you know, now there may very well be stories on the blue side of the media that we're not saying I don't know that even though I do look at CNN every day um, 
But nonetheless, this disparity was really an eye-opener. Because yeah. folks are pretty educated here. I just want to go back for a minute to the um, the email disappearance under subpoena. Those folks also said, if it is true, which I had to give it to them for this, if it is true, that is a crime. And I was like, now this is a charged environment where we're trying to understand each other. And I thought that was a pretty honest answer. Because mm -hmm. they really, you know, they said they weren't really aware of those particular facts. And then um, they said, if yeah. if it's true, it's a you know it's a crime. Yeah, and it's like definitely. You know, then we have to get the news straightened out so that people can at least get some of the news the same. Yeah, the, I mean the the so the I term that's th thrown out is echo chamber. Uh, a lot um, people stay stay within there, uh, but I just want to say uh, you're listening to Civil Politics on Valley Free Radio WXOJLP 103.3 FM in Northampton, Massachusetts. Um, and I didn't hear your conversations, uh, Jay, <laughs> with those folks about the um, learner stuff, but I I can believe it given some of the answers we got mm. in the other part of so, it. So um, I know Mike is chomping at the bit to ask you a couple <laughs> no, of questions. I, no, I think he's in a drug stupor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm, I'm 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 listening, and I'm like, <laughs> your yeah, eyes I, are I, I, I remember those stories. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, you know, uh, there there were. Uh, uh, I didn't think the Lois Lerner story was particularly important because, um, you know, people take the Fifth Amendment uh, to protect themselves from uh, putting their from personal from personal you know legal jeopardy, and um, I don't know. Like I, I, I basically looked at the whole thing and I was like, okay, so it sounds like there was some people screwing up at the IRS. Uh, there was incompetence and. There were people who uh, uh, didn't who, who, people making decisions about how to process these political groups ac uh, uh, applications for uh, tax exempt status, who really didn't know what the regulations were and didn't do it right, um, and uh, they certainly did uh, uh, flag a number of sort of groups with terms like Tea Party in there. But they did also flag a bunch of liberal groups. Yeah, the vast majority of these groups were conservative groups. Uh, it, and, the and, overall and, majority, not and, vast. And, I mean, and, like, and but, imagine, you know. and imagine that the head of the IRS or the second in command of the IRS under the George Bush administration had done that to Democrats in the lead up to his second campaign, and then the head of the the second this particular individual then is caught, takes the Fifth Amendment in front of Congress, you don't think that would be on the front page of the New York Times and the Washington Post and would be I, a headline story in ABC? I'm, I'm sure it would be an even bigger deal than it was, but it got a lot of media coverage. Um, again, <laughs> you know, not only, you know. Just, not only just at this meeting, but I've talked to folks, particularly when it was happening, mm -hmm. and I'd say to them, gee, what do you think about this Lois Lerner thing? And people um, who were actually, you know, moderates or, or independents who were watching ABC News and CBS, uh, CBS or ABC, you know, would say to me, well, what are you talking about? That's I um, don't know what to say to that, man. Crazy but, to yeah. me. Yeah. On, I mean, on, honestly, uh, when I think about, like, uh, someone that, uh, the type of person that would t uh, go to uh, Better Angels uh, workshop and actually par participate, you'd think that they would know about that. Though it's... It does remind me a few years ago I had an uh, the email thing. Like, how do you? Yeah. Well, I remember a few years <laughs> ago I, I was uh, having a discussion on Facebook and uh, with, you know, a relative of a friend of mine. That always turns out well. Well, yeah. But <laughs> but this guy was hammering on about some about a fellow named Kermit Gosnell, who was, I guess, a physician who has since been not disbarred, but whatever the equivalent thereof, having his license removed and whatnot. And he actually went to prison in Pennsylvania because he was running a clinic that uh, performed, uh, uh, provided abortion services, and he was not running it well. There were uh, health code violations and ethical violations, and I, I'm not sure that everybody, I'm not sure that he, I, I, I don't remember the details, but I think he performed procedures that people didn't actually agree to, mm -hmm. um, and then disposed of remains improperly and just, just was really running like a like a like a I don't know like a chop shop, a just mill. something a, a mill, a mill, really disgusting stuff. And you know, I was like, okay. And people were saying, like, well, how can you you know say that you support a, a, a pro-choice position when there's people like Kermit Gosnell out there? And I'm like, well, uh, Kermit Gosnell is horrible, but 
you know, he committed crimes and the state of Pennsylvania arrested him, tried him, and convicted him, and he went to prison. So I don't see how that invalidates the whole question of, you know, what a woman's rights to deal with her own bodily self-determination should be throughout the country. You know, like... People do <laughs> tie those things. They tie yeah. the things together but, so tightly it's hard to... But he was he was a big deal, and I'm like, yeah. I've vaguely heard about this guy... You know, like, and I didn't see it as important because it's like that's one specific thing happening in a specific place, you know. And I mean, like, you know, uh, it was uh, symbolic to I, some. It was symbolic to some. I mean, like, like, yeah. like, I wouldn't be so like I don't worry about all party clowns because Ted Bundy was a party clown. <laughs> you I know? don't think that. <laughs> so I, then, by that standard, you wouldn't think that you'd be worried about the fact that David Duke identifies himself as a Republican because he is one of our party clowns. Well, there's very fine people on both sides. Oh, jeez. Right? <laughs> um all right <laughs> uh so do you, it's from david duke to what yeah the, how wow. about how how is it writing a column in western mass that's a really good yeah. question <laughs> for that that um, newspaper yeah it, is that let's let's go into that the um you write a regular a uh, monthly uh, opinion column in the in the gazette um the daily hampshire gazette uh based here in northampton and how is that how do you one how do you come up with uh, a good subject every month like I, the the news isn't really all that like hopping lately you know it's kind of boring but the other thing is uh how do you um do is there anything that affects your your life because you write this column well there's a whole lot of questions in what you just asked that there is um we only have three minutes so <clears throat> oh, is that right <laughs> so leave us hanging answers. and we'll come back after the break <laughs> well let me preface Let's, this by uh, saying how i got into doing this yes please. um i ran a, a campaign for the u.s house of representatives between 2008 and 2010 um, which was a tremendous amount of work. Uh, but one of the first things that struck me um, is that um, I lived in Northampton for 27 years before I ran that campaign. I've now been here for 35 years. And um, after a while, I got to believe that the whole state of Massachusetts was this incredibly liberal enclave. Um, and then when I ran this campaign and started campaigning 10 minutes down the road, I began to find all these towns that are run by Republicans. And in fact, there's a real bubble here between Amherst and Northampton. Uh, and so, you know, upon realizing that after 27 years of being afraid to express an opinion in a restaurant because I didn't want to embarrass my kids, that sort of emboldened me as I found all these, the entire southern tier of the state of Massachusetts is all run by Republicans. And you go down to, for example, Chicopee votes Republican and Agawam votes Republican oh, and Long Meadows yeah. do. So anyway, after running that campaign, um, and by the way, the Gazette, to my surprise, was incredibly fair to me in terms of that campaign. They reported me fairly. Um, That's really good to it hear. It really was. Um, They've always seemed like they, they, they're straight shooters um, at the Gazette. Maybe sometimes, sometimes not. Or yeah. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to avoid that question. <clears throat> so That's a good the, point. So after yeah. the campaign, the um, editor um, at the time um, reached out to me and said, listen, you know, we don't have anybody who's writing a conservative column. Would you do that? Um, I had written some letters to the editor, and I guess he thought I wasn't crazy. So, you know, I took <laughs> him up on that. And you know, this is now seven-plus years that I've been doing that. That's great. So we're talking about more than 80 columns because I write one every month. Yeah. Um, well, let's. I'd like to talk to you about that more, but let's take a break right now. It's almost 7.30, so we're going to uh, take a break right now and play some PSAs and some uh, show promos and announcements. Show promos, thank you. <laughs> I'm it is hot in here. It is. It's <laughs> frying my brain. So you're listening to Civil Politics. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Blue Streak. I'm the host of the show with BS, the newest edition for the WXOJ lineup. You can hear us Mondays at 11 p.m. For the best overnight radio you'll ever hear on a, on a Monday night, we'll talk about everything that's relevant to us. Music, movies, TV, games, and whatever else happens to spill out of the pinata that is my head. Monday nights, 11 p.m. here on XOJ. For all the music and news that nerds can use, it's the show with BS on WXOJ. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. 
We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. The Lily Library is filled with adventure and wonder for kids and adults of all ages. Lily Library in downtown Florence lends books and movies to everyone. They offer free parking, free Wi-Fi, and two-hour sessions on Internet-connected computers. They also offer extensive programs for children, including story hours, clubs, and activities for teens, as well as adult programs. The library is open Tuesday and Thursday evenings, Saturdays and Sundays. Find out more at lilylibrary.org. VFR listeners, this is Bob Balo. I'm at the controls in the VFR studio every Monday morning from 6 till 9 a.m. I play music and I talk. And I give the time and temperature. Also, I drink a lot of coffee. Then I go home. But I faithfully return every Monday morning, 6 till 9 a.m., on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, Northampton. And we're back with civil politics on, well, like uh, like Bob Bailo said, uh, WXOJLP 103.3 FM. We are joined by uh, Mike Dow and Sue Timberlake yeah. and uh, Dr. Flightman, uh, who uh, writes a regular column in the Hampshire Gazette. Thanks for coming on. You bet. <laughs> so we were talking before the break about your about your column and how you got got it started, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, the other half of the question that I asked before was, how has that affected uh, your well life in Northampton? And you also asked, like, you know, what is your the sort of the thinking you use when you decide what you want to write about? That's true. Because I mean, like, either there's nothing going on, or else there's so much going Everything on hits that, like, fan. it's it's totally, you know, like what was topical last week is not topical this week. So, yeah. Anyway, but yes. Uh, so <laughs> actually that's a more interesting question. Uh, do you, uh, plan out your, your columns, uh, well in advance on, on different, um, like evergreen subjects or, uh, if you're writing column and then something hits the, hits the news, do you scrap that and then go on to, to something else? Well, when I think, I think when I first started, I was really more fixed on what were the current events at the time. Um, you know, as time has gone on, uh, you know, I'll write columns more on issues that I find interesting. Um, you know, questions that I've raised that have been raised to me, or that that, that strike my, uh, you know, my particular fancy. Um, usually, about a week or two before I write a column, I'm thinking about what I'm going to be writing. Um, I'd say at least half the time, if not more, I don't write that. <laughs> um, and then something happens or something crosses my mind right at the time I'm sitting down and writing the column, and I change that. So, um, you know, sometimes, again, about their issues-oriented. Um, you know, I've, one of my favorite columns um, was a column on snow plowing in, in Northampton. Um, <laughs> which, re- which reflected on, uh, on I the... I think I missed that one. <laughs> oh, that was one of my first. And actually, of all the columns that I wrote, one of the interesting things about the columns is, is you never know which column is going to generate a lot of response and which yeah. column isn't. Snow so, plowing in New England, I'm sure you got a lot of feedback. Snow no, plowing in, in Northampton. Northampton. <laughs> and actually, that was, that was the one column that I got the most negative feedback on. Really? really? People Absolutely. Didn't, people didn't like what you had to say about no, snow plowing? No, people did not like what I had to say what about snow plowing. What did you say about yeah. snow plowing? Well, so, yeah. <laughs> so um, what happens in, in my particular driveway, based on the fact that my house is the end of a circle, is every time the snow plow comes through from the city of Northampton, it dumps about four feet of snow and ice on my driveway. Uh, yeah. and yeah. No, I know a few places like no that. No matter what I've done and how many times I've called the DPW, um, n- they've never changed that. And I've done things like— Do you think it's because you're a Republican? No. 
Okay. No, Good. No, no, I just no. want to get that no, on the no, table. I think it's oh, just because no. they're an uncaring um, agency of the, go- well, of the now, government. Now we're getting closer. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, my, my mother used to quote uh, Mark Twain, you know, never ascribe to malice what can be adequately explained by incompetence. <laughs> well, I'm not saying it was incompetence mm-hmm. either. Or stupidity. Yeah. I'm yeah. not saying it was stupidity. Or yeah, apathy. Yeah. I can't remember. It's one of those <laughs> three. All right. So uh, what, what were you saying? <laughs> so anyway, so, you know, I was trying to devise ways in which to keep the city from dumping all that snow on my driveway. And I've stood in the driveway when the plow comes by, but they just <laughs> dump it on my legs. And I couldn't park my car in the driveway sticking out in the street because that's illegal. You know, I know I, people I, that do that. Yeah, but you can. <laughs> yeah. um, I've chased, get I've chased them down trashed. the street to ask them to get them to open it up. And I actually had you know, some thoughts about um, giving money to the teenager at the end of the block so we can act as an early warning system for me <laughs> to call me when the plow... So I couldn't get it. So I started um, riffing on um, what would happen if the people on this particular block, instead of using city services, hired a private plower. Who did a good job for everybody. Who did a good job for mm-hmm. everybody because that particular company would be responsible to the individuals on the street as opposed to the city plowers who actually were responsible to the city government. Right. Have you um, heard the most recent thing about taxes, local uh, forming a little group? And having improvements made in your neighborhood for extra tax. It's like a Massachusetts thing right now. Would They're you looking be paying at, the city government in order to make those improvements? Uh, Would it be like it, a bid? It, well, sort of. They're, they're working on the details of it, but some people are horrified, and some people are saying, yeah, finally this will be. But that's so interesting because that's sort of the so, structure. So, so uh, the fundamental, even though it was a tongue-in-cheek article about, yeah. about my driveway and, and fighting four feet of snow, in fact, it was an article about small government um, versus large government. Right. It was buried in there. I never specifically said it, but that's what it actually that's was. That's good allegory, yeah. And enough people, um, I don't Heard know it. if they <laughs> consciously picked that up or subconsciously picked it up, but boy, the letters to the editor. <laughs> I'm sure. In terms of these wonderful people who are plow- plowing our snow and, and what's wrong with you. And then, of course, um, the worst negative columns were from people on my street who were terrified about the fact that the oh, DPW would read my column <laughs> and, oh. and the snow plowing would be terrible. Yeah. So, you know, that column got the <laughs> most negative response. And I've wrote columns on, you know, everything from um, abortion to affirmative action, and I've never gotten the negative response that I did to that particular column. Isn't that That's amazing. crazy. Yeah. Oh, it's it's hype. I mean, it's hyper local and it affects. I mean, it, um, I was just talking to someone uh, about, about uh, a lot of issues that um, people. Uh, that she thought that people should be more more up in arms about it. and I said this doesn't affect them there it's not and it, people like you need, it needs to a lot of problems they need to be they need to be felt personally so people know about plowing in Northampton yep. yeah and I mean so of course that'll and, set immediate, people off and was it in the winter Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you're yeah. telling me about that. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, voting rights, abortion rights, meh. Snow plowing in New England, <laughs> my God. I should do one Serious on po- I should do one on potholes. That would be in oh, Northampton potholes. Uh, you probably get elected mayor. <laughs> yeah, you might want to look up uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the the regulations and, and custom practices around like seeking sanctuary in a local place of worship or something like that. Because I mean, you know, you go after the pothole people who knows <laughs> well you know the potholes are so big in this city we could use them as sanctuary yes. <laughs> i was gonna say like he would you'd probably be a folk hero yeah <laughs> that's why i was saying you'd get elected mayor you exactly know? like oh he's finally standing up um it's a big pothole <laughs> big pothole yeah. get out okay <laughs> you're done um i'm sorry so and you did a really civil article which is Part of the reason that we tried to get you to come on the show is, and it was very interesting because it was at the heat. It was probably three or four weeks ago. Is that right? Yes. And it was at the heat. It was just like it was so polarized and it was so. And then your article was all about how a patient, I think, came in and started to give you a hard time. And it's like, how do you how do you navigate these waters right now? There is a time and a place for for having these discussions. (laughs) Well, you know, you were asking about how did that how does writing the column um, impact me? That's exactly what oh, I was thinking of. you're a local business, right? Yeah. Because I'm a local business. And, you know, very much along the lines uh, of what happened to Dave's pet supply. Um, I'll make a couple of comments about Northampton here. Let me take a step back before <laughs> I say that. Yes. Um, when I ran for Congress, um, and I did meetings, this was a two-year process, 
Um, uh, when was uh, when did you run 2008, for Congress? 2010. It was for the 2010 election. And you ran for uh, for U.S. House of Representatives. U.S. House. Okay. You know, and there were 40 towns in the what was then the second congressional district, and I did events in all these towns, multiple events, um, meetings, picnics, all that other business. In all that time, two years, 40 towns, the only place where I had a very negative event um, where the people in the audience were incredibly hostile was in Northampton, hmm. um, my hometown. It was a meeting of the Chamber of Commerce, and boy, the nastiness that came out when I tried to present um, was just I wish that was. I wish that surprised me, honestly. And, uh, and that, actually, that was the only event I did in Northampton because I, I, I wasn't going to come back here. Right. Um, so That's awful. So yeah. in the context really of you know, what does writing a column do, um, you know, we saw what happened to Dave's Pet Supply. And actually, when it came to recruiting for this Better Angels thing, um, there were many people um, on, on the right who I approached to be part of the Better Angels things who would not do it because they were concerned about retribution against their businesses or their professions uh, in Northampton yeah. if they became identified as being um, um, non-liberal. Let's put it that way. Okay, let's back up. What uh, what happened at Dave's Pet Supply? Dave Soda in Pet Food City. Yeah. He, um, it, he, he basically a did a event. photo op with the president because he was supporting, I forget exactly what it was now. Yes, it was something a piece. about like helping small immigrants business. or something? No, small no it was, a, it was a, a piece of legislation supporting small businesses. That was it. Um, and he's yeah. a member of a national organization of small businesses. Mm-hmm. And so this was their piece of legislation. That organization, which got signed by the president, so with being part of a small business organization, he wanted to be there for the, for the signing of his bill. Makes yep. sense. And that hit the newspaper, and um, the oh. awful comments that were made boycott his business simply because he went there yeah. um, to see Standing his bill being Trump. signed. Yeah. And then he had to apologize, and he groveled because he was afraid of what would happen to his business. Yeah. Now, have I seen any of that? Yes. And the answer is yes. Ooh. Um, and... You know, in my office, um, I, as far as I know, I may have lost one or two or three patients in, in all these years that I've written columns, so I don't know of a lot of that. But one thing that did happen, which I found, um, and maybe I shouldn't say it here, um, but there are these websites uh, which are sort of Yelps for physicians. Oh, yes, uh-huh. you know, yep. People go to these websites. Evaluate and them, rate them. There's all, all kinds of those things. Those are... Yeah. You know, there's a number of those. Yeah, I, I have opinions on those, but please. And yeah. I have opinions on them, too, but yeah. that's another, and I can say plenty of things about that. But nonetheless, I had always had fives, which were the highest reviews, um, you know, from my patients, and, and it's always been that way. Right. And then, uh, I don't know, a year, year and a half ago, um, you know, I don't glance at these, but I glanced at them, and all of a sudden it was three and a half. And there was a series of all these ones, you know, these, these bottom reviews, yeah. most of which didn't comment, but some of which did. Mm-hmm. And all the comments that were on these websites were about my positions on the columns. Right. You know, what a horrible human being. This guy shouldn't be a doctor because he believes this, that, and the other thing. Um, and so, you know, I got trolled mm-hmm. um, on the Internet from people in Northampton. I know they weren't my patients because some of the names there and, uh, um, that were identified, you know, I go on my records. I didn't have anybody um, with those names. Um, so... Do I get some of it? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, because you're and in I, the paper. And yeah. I, am, I imagine it's worse because of that. I mean, like, running a comic book store, we got a few reviews from, like, people like, like, this guy's in Kansas. I, like, he can't have come into our store. And, you know, we check, and it's like, you know, and he'd written, like, negative reviews about stores selling pet supplies in Vancouver. And it's just like, what the heck? <laughs> Where so, are you coming from? Somebody's yeah. paying him. Yeah. Well, no, just like, just like, clearly this guy, like, he would go and, like, he'd pick... Try and ruin somebody. Well, he'd pick some businesses in some town, and he'd, like, review two or three of the same kind of business. And we had some other, you know, I mean, we had a few negative reviews of people who actually, you know, had things to say about the business, but most of the negative reviews I saw were people who, like, clearly had some kind of, like, it was something personal, nothing to do with Modern Miss. They were upset with me or Jim or whatever, you know. And that, you know, we tried to avoid talking about politics in there. So I imagine, you know. Third you, rail. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine how much worse it would be. You're very brave. Yeah. And we certainly uh, well, never got vitriol. We got, honestly, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Honestly, that is pretty, like, putting yeah. putting your opinion in the paper, uh living in in this town it, it, that you know that is uh let's say aggressive 
about politics? <laughs> no, it's not aggressive. You know, um, it's simply that there are, and and believe me, there are conservatives in Northampton. Of course. And, you know, I do talk a lot of politics Gee. in my office, but most <laughs> of the politics that I talk in my office is, in fact, people who are conservative, mm-hmm. who are just glad to have an opportunity to talk to somebody who sort of understands where they're coming from. Um, you know, I get much more of that than I do from the other side. Right. And so writing my column, and I've had this conversation, for example, to the previous editor, Gazette, who I used to talk to a lot about writing this column, um, you know, that's my audience. Um, that's who, you know, because the other side is never going to agree with what I say. You know, I know that. Um, and, um, you know, part of my interest in, in the better angels thing, and I said this at the beginning of the meeting, um, was things are so polarized now that, um, you know, when I hear positions on the other side, even though we, we all speak English, I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> and and it's, it's as if we live on different planets, even mm-hmm. though we speak the same language. Not the same dialect for some, or something, language. Something. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, that's why, that's actually when he recruited me to do the Better Angels thing, I agreed to do it, because I really sort of needed to better understand what the folks on the other side were, where they were coming from, because I couldn't understand it. I, um, I call it opposition research. Yeah. And, well, that's, that's a way of thinking about yeah. it, but, you know, I, I don't think of it that way. Um, and so, you know, my column is written um, not to antagonize anybody, but my column is written because the editor to the Gazette asked me to express what people on the right were thinking so that other readers at least had the opportunity to hear it. You know, that's not me beating somebody over the head. But, and then, so I try and be very honest yeah. in terms of what are Republicans or what are conservatives. Actually, I'm a libertarian, to tell you the truth. What, what do we really think and why do we think it? Well, so we've got like about 10 minutes left. Mm. So let me let me uh, 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 ask my burning liberal lefty question. Can go ahead, Sue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just no. a quick point. Your show, too. Uh-huh. So, well, Jay's our special guest tonight. So when I was at Better Angels, it was very interesting because at lunch, a bunch of Democrats, blues, grabbed me. And they seemed to hang on every word of what I thought of things. It was the most and strangest event because I think they really were there to try and understand what these strange creatures were. Well, <laughs> it was, you know, it was we quite... We should have given you some cards But they were the very show, nice to me, but it was, <laughs> it, it was like... Yeah, we should have. Also, <laughs> it might just be that you're smarter than they are. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, Mike... I, I don't think so, but they were very nice, and the people that were there really were trying to understand th- this foreign, you know, this real bridge. It's a real gap between mm. uh, the, mm-hmm. the positions, a real gap. Yeah, so, so. Um, Mike, uh, you Thank had you, a. Sorry, it, oh no, please! Um, I just wanted to get uh, his burning liberal uh, lefty common question <laughs> on the table on the table, um, so that we can all share it, uh, because you know your socialist stuff too. And um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're talking to Dr. Flightman, <laughs> who is a regular contributor to the uh, Daily Hampshire Gazette. Um, Mike, what did you want to? Um, talk to well so one of the things that um this show is about is about trying to get people to talk to one another like the like the better angels thing does so one of the the basic questions uh that i sort of wonder about there are various ways to sort of put it but uh it sort of comes down to um um you know president trump has, um, from the very moment he announced his candidacy, uh, like, staked out, made it very clear that he's uh, a racist and that he's comfortable with uh, all kinds of bigotry. And uh, it's very difficult to have any kind of serious discussion especially like a mutual coming together, let's make our country better kind of discussion with someone who, uh, you know, like someone who doesn't think that we all belong. Someone who's like, you know, like, oh, well, you know, Mexicans are bringing drugs, they're rapists, they're bringing crime, you know, like someone who just is comfortable saying there's very fine people on both sides of a Nazi protest and then the counter protesters. And it's like this, it's just very hard to decide to, to like go, how do we deal with that? So, uh, I am in no way trying to, trying to call you a Nazi or anything like that. Like, I don't think you are at all, but, um, 
you have no no i mean i'm serious it's Actually, just like you let have me to just interject the first stereotype that the republicans dealt with in the first is that meeting, they're all nazis well exactly sort of. that yeah, yeah. that everybody <laughs> thinks we're racist and they have all this evidence and so we kind of went through the steps, yeah, 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 yeah. well of sort of what people think what the counterpoint is and and sort of what the kernel of truth is in that and it was a very helpful uh exercise well i have to so say so i'm i'm you know like so you so pick the number your, one stereotype well so <laughs> what is your question here well my, my my question is so um like the republican party as a whole you know you know like i'm not trying to say all republicans are racist or anything like that but donald trump definitely is so you looked at that guy and decided that he was worth voting for anyways. So how did you how, get how much, to there <clears throat> and sharing these values of like, but we do want to all work together and, and, yeah. and come together as Americans? So how many hours do I have to answer this question? <laughs> oh, well, we have an extra five minutes since... Because uh, <laughs> he just used five asking you <laughs> the, the floor, question. The, the floor is yours. Oh, no, I mean, I think uh, uh, let's let's start that and then we might be able to continue yeah, that I mean, in, I, in a supplemental that but, we can but, record but, but, I mean, after the show is over. Um, you know, but like in a nutshell, that like, is, you, you yeah. know, how did you, what, what did you look at and say, how like, could you possibly vote for Trump? That's the question <laughs> no. I'm asking. How did you yeah. possibly vote for Trump? Yeah. And I love that question. Yeah. All right. The reason I love that question is what I like to say is Democrats have absolutely no right whatsoever to ask that question because you gave us Hillary Clinton. <laughs> My, Mike, Mike, Mike. Mike, the, take that's a breath. The first answer to that question. Because <laughs> Donald Trump was the 15th of 16 possible candidates um, that I would have voted for in the Republican primary. He was not my choice. But nonetheless, there are very few politicians that I can imagine that I wouldn't have voted for rather than letting Hillary Clinton anywhere near the White House. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Um, the worst criminal, most corrupt politician of our time. Um, she makes Richard Nixon look like a Boy Scout. <laughs> you laugh. Yeah. You know, you want to know why Donald Trump won? I'm telling you right now. All right? So, number one, you can't ask that question because you gave us Hillary Clinton. So that's number one reason why I, I voted for Donald Trump, again, even though he was my next to last of Republican candidates and possibilities that, that came through. Uh -huh. um, number two, the second reason I voted for Donald Trump, uh -huh. the Supreme Court. Uh -huh. I don't want any liberals on the Supreme Court. Okay. And so the probability is that he would more, much more likely nominate a, um, uh, a conservative. types, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. Or, so that was number yeah. two. Number three, in terms of reducing regulations, being better on the economy, um, we're talking about a businessman. We're talking about somebody who comes at it from a conservative point of view, not Hillary Clinton. That's number three. And all the other values in terms of regulation, small government, that Republicans like and Republicans stand for, that's any conservative rather than a Hillary Clinton. Um, now, I will tell you that I actually had respect for Bernie Sanders uh -huh. rather than Hillary Clinton, because at least Bernie Sanders was running for something that he believed in uh -huh. rather than, it's my term, I'm Hillary, I deserve your vote, even though I'm using this, um, uh, the Clinton campaign, the Clinton Foundation, and selling the State Department so that I can use, create a huge piggy bank, which is what she did, which is curious that Democrats completely choose to ignore that whole level of corruption, which is astronomical. So you can't ask me that question. Um, so you know that's been investigated, and there's nothing there, right? No, that hasn't been investigated. And in fact, that's what they're finding now with the review of the DOJ documents, is that uh -huh. in fact... The DOJ and the, F and the FBI and the leadership of the FBI specifically chose not to investigate Hillary Clinton and instead created this ridiculous FISA warrant, which has the Mueller probe going. All right. Okay. And it's very clear that that's what the FBI did is they stayed away from Hillary Clinton because they were all Democrats. You know, this Peter Stroke and all those emails. Right. Bo like Bob Mueller and uh, uh, James Comey. Oh, yeah. James Comey was in it for himself. Okay. There's no question about that. Yeah, he's Bob a Mueller, very I don't know what Bob Mueller is doing. I can agree with that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah Bob Mueller, um, I don't know what he's doing. You know, we don't mm -hmm. know what he's doing. It's behind closed doors. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. You know, he may in fact come out and say there's absolutely no collusion and blah blah blah. I don't know what's going to happen with that. Okay. Um, so that's now in terms of all these other things, uh, Trump's a racist and blah blah blah. Um, no and yes, um, clearly, and, and I can tell you why I believe this all over the place.
mm-hmm. the mainstream media, the major avenues of the news in the United States, completely spin um, what this guy was about, you know, particularly in the campaign. And the, an example I'll give you, which mm-hmm. really stood out, is he gave a lot of speeches during the campaign, which were mm-hmm. and not these, uh, you know, these rallies where he stood up and waved his arms around and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But he gave topical speeches. What do I really think about immigration? What am I going to do with the economy? They were actually extremely detailed. Mm-hmm. And they went on for an hour, an hour and a half. And I watched those mm-hmm. speeches. He now, actually for, has done what he said, actually. If well, go now, <clears throat> so for an example, he gave a speech on immigration. Why immigration is important, why controlling it is important, how do we control it? And in an hour speech, mm-hmm. there was literally 60 seconds about the wall. Mm-hmm. And the rest of it was why he's doing what, what's the impact of illegal immigration on poor Americans, on African Americans, why should they be concerned about it? Mm-hmm. And then the, that, that and 60 seconds was... The only thing that was reported about the speech that was an hour in great detail was Trump still wants to build a wall. And he wants yeah. Mexico to and pay for it. And, Mike, mm-hmm. and that's what came out in your media. Um, mm-hmm. And then there was a speech on the economy then, and I can't remember what the, what the hot point was, but again, there was a 30-second soundbite in there, which was the only thing that was covered by this the speech. The red meat, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and so, you know... Does he say some stupid things at times? Yeah, he does. Um, and actually, you know, perhaps one that didn't get a lot of coverage, the thing that, that made me the craziest when he referred to these third world countries as blank hole countries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've been, I do a lot of world traveling. I've been in a lot of these countries. And, 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 and the people in those countries um, are lovely people. They have their own perspectives. They're smart. You know, you know mm-hmm. and they may have actually poor leadership, which is really in large part what generates um, uh, failure in third world countries. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that, that comment was an expression of ignorance. And he says things like that. Do I actually think he's a racist? No, I don't think he's a racist. And I think the mm-hmm. proof other than you know, making that one comment about Mexicans and, and Mexicans that have come across the border include rapists, for example. Um, okay. and that kind of, are there some um, criminals that are coming across the border legally? Yeah, there are. Mm-hmm. Are there drug runners who are coming across the border? You can't say there aren't, because of course there are. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's what gets spun into this guy is an absolute criminal. Um, now, the one about the, um, I'm forgetting the name of the city in Charlotte, was it? Charlotte? Charlottesville? Charlottesville in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Right. The Nazi rally. The Nazi rally. What he was talking, the original part of that rally, what that rally was about were people who were coming out and protesting the tearing down of statues. That's, uh-huh. what, that's what that protest was about. Yes, the, I The skinhead showed up. But that's what the protest was about. And so when he was commenting about the fact that there were people... Do, do, do you remember whose statues? I know what they were. I know the Confederate have, War statues. I understand uh, that. We have two mm-hmm. minutes. Let's, uh, let's let okay. him finish up. Yeah, so what I was just going to say, what he was commenting about was the fact that people on both sides of the issue, and this is what he was talking about, of tearing down the statues, there were good people on both sides. That's actually what he was talking about. And, of course, the media grabbed it and said, oh, look, he's saying nice things about the Nazis. That's not what he was saying. Um, but that's how it was reported on, on the New York Times and MSNBC and CNN. I watched him, that actual, him giving those remarks. And without the filter of the New York Times pouring itself into my brain, Trump was basically saying the Nazis are okay. No, he no, wasn't. Yeah. I watched okay. it as well. Absolutely so not. I, I, I think we're going to have to agree to we, disagree. We, well, <laughs> no, but we don't have enough time to, to hash this out. But I'm... Sorry that we don't, because <laughs> yeah. this is an animated conversation. Yeah. Um, we are going to be recording, uh, hopefully, a, uh, a civil politics su- supplemental um, that will be released alongside the uh, podcast on Sunday. Uh, you can find that on civilpoliticsradio.com, um, and you can subscribe to the podcast and listen to it streaming right there. Uh, coming up right now is... Actually, we're going kind of into the time, but this is subculture. Uh, after that, will be table of contents and OK Asia. It's a great music block on Valley Fear Radio uh, coming up from eight until two a.m. because we have a repeat of we have a repeat of uh, DJ Fife and uh, excellent. Any anyway, thank you for listening, and we're going to go into uh, subculture right now. Have a great night. This show is part of the Planet Side Productions Network. For more information, please visit www.planetside.pro. And thank you for listening. You love Daffy was really, you know, like well, Bugs was to... so good, and Daffy was mostly like, meh. Except the oh, Robin Hood. No, one. no, actually, the I Robin Hood wrong. cartoon was actually, awesome. We should we should talk about Daffy versus Donald. 
Oh, Ooh. yeah. That was one of the most brilliant movies of all time was Who Killed Roger Rabbit. And, and that, it that was. scene, I love that yeah, scene. The doing piano scene. Uh-huh. Oh, it was. amazing. Brilliant. The, I the love that movie. The difference between their, their personalities, but the, also the way that they crosshatch, it was really... Um, was really interesting to see, especially just looking at the the way that the two characters progressed through the through the. Uh, mm-hmm. Daffy came out with the forties, I think. Yes. Yeah, because um, Donald was was early forties, like maybe late thirties. I think Donald well, was the late thirties. I think, well, I'm pretty sure he Donald was came one first of the... from Disney. And oh, then... yeah, yeah. oh yeah, 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 yeah. Before Daffy, uh, definitely... a lot of the WB cartoons were were in response to the to the Disney I mean they, yep. they're called Looney Tunes the, the Disney ca- cartoons were called Mer- Merry Melodies right at least at the beginning anyway yes you see I always since we're on the topic of Daffy Duck yeah I always hated what they did to him because early yeah. on in his career he was a completely different character than what they made him he was competent oh he was competent he was insane mm-hmm. yeah he was clever and, in, and instead they made him an angry foil to bugs yeah yeah that i didn't on. like i didn't like it which it was interesting because they switched the personalities kind of because bugs was a jerk yes. <laughs> he was he was not a hero he just screwed around with people and then left and nobody would say anything daffy was was really goal oriented right. <laughs> like um but uh they just gave bugs like a ton of plot armor and just let him run loose but then yeah. daffy comes up and he's like the sidekick now uh, well, he's so an, he's sort of an angry sidekick. He's an yeah. angry, yeah. He's you who know? doesn't want to be a sidekick. Well, yeah, he yeah. thinks that he should be. He should be the star, and bugs, bugs shouldn't be. And frankly, <laughs> he has a point. Well, I, I, I think uh, the the best uh, Marvin the Martian cartoon is the one where he's up against uh, uh, Daffy and and Porky Pig. Uh, you know? what do you mean Marvin Martian is up against? I don't remember that one. Oh yeah, yeah. Daffy and Porky Pig. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um. Like the Duck Dodgers one, Duck Duck Dodgers was, was kind of later. I think that was like seventies or eighties, wasn't it? No, it was on I'm, when I was a kid. So I'm I think gonna have to 50s. go back and look at my Bugs Bunny mm. Looney Tunes CD, yeah, yeah, or DVD, I should say. <laughs> I do have one of those. Nice.